Okay, we had learned that he told us that, that when it comes to judgment and precision and, exact, and, and being exacting in, in judgment is God is the stricter, the greater someone is. So now he's going to give us um, a number of examples to illustrate that point. So he says, Avraham, and this is the Avraham who God called, who called um, Oihavi, my beloved one, meaning Avraham who was so beloved to his creator, um, did not escape from judgment because he was so beloved to Hashem. Um, judgment for the, the even very, very small things um, that which he was not so careful with. Um, so it says very famously when, when God appears to Avraham and tells him that he's going to, his children will get the land of Israel, his descendants will get the land of Israel, he says, Bama Eido. He says, How do I know? Okay, so there seemed to be um, a little bit of a um, lack in Avraham's Amuna, because he questioned God. He says, How do I know that's really going to happen? So he says, His answer was, He, he answered him, he, God answered him and says, I, I swear, he says, you will surely know that your offspring will be um, strangers in a land which isn't theirs. Okay? Meaning that according to the way that some Rishonim learned this, learned, learned this exchange, is that the exile in Egypt and all of the suffering which happened in Egypt was a result of Avraham's questioning uh, God's word. Okay? That, it revealed, that it revealed a little slight imperfection in Avraham's Amuna, and as a result, that imperfection, you know, would, would, since Avraham was the embryo of the Jewish people, that meant any imperfection in him would have been manifest in the entire Jewish people, and that, therefore that imperfection had to be dealt with, and that imperfection was dealt with through the experience of the Egyptian slavery. So there are those who understand that the entire Egyptian slavery was a result of, uh, of this question from Avraham, which revealed um, a certain lacking, again, on his tremendous level. And, um, and also because Avraham made a, made a, a, a treaty, with Avimelech, without Hashem telling him to, this is not what Hashem wanted him to do. So therefore, Hashem says to him, He, he says, "I'm going to um, delay the joy of your descendants for seven generations," meaning that they that, that they, their ability to to conquer certain parts of the land um, were uh, in future generations was delayed because of this treaty with Abraham. Yaakov, okay, Jacob, um, because he got he got angry with Rachel, his wife. Um, who his, his, uh, he, Leah was having children, Rachel was not having children, and was, was not falling pregnant, and Rachel was upset, and she says to Yaakov, she says, Havali Bonim. She says, give me, give me children, give me children. So uh, Yaakov answered her um, in a way that wasn't so sensitive, and he said, but he says, what do you mean give you children? He says, what am I, I'm not God, what do you mean give you children? Okay, so the Medrash says, that God says to Amor Kadosh Baruch God says to Yaakov, He says, "Kach oinim That's how you speak to a woman who's in pain. That's how you speak to Rachel. So Hashem says, "So I swear that your children are going to stand before her children." Okay, so the, the meaning that the that the children of Leah, um, as a result, are going to stand before the children of Rachel. Okay, which is. Um, I assume referring to the whole story which happened with Yosef being sold into slavery and becoming the, the second, the viceroy of Egypt, etc. Okay, so you see, because of one slight error on Yaakov's part, is that it was a huge ramifications for that. And because Yaakov put his daughter Dina in a box in order that his evil brother Esau not, not take her, okay, he was afraid he was going to take her and marry her, even though for sure his intent 
was certainly good. He was trying to protect Dina. Okay? However, is that the sages tell us is that Dina had the ability, would, would have had the ability to help Esav do tshuva and be the person that he could have been and, be, and actually become part of the Jewish people. But, he, is, is that, but Yaakov didn't want his daughter marrying him. So he says, even though it was to protect Dina and he had the best intention, okay, he, held, he, he withheld chesed from his brother. So um, because of that, so it says, says, the Midrash says um, that you did not want to marry her in a kosher way, meaning you, you, you could have married her in a way which is kosher to your brother Esau, who, was, uh, who came from the family, after all, of Avraham and Yitzchak. Okay? He was, uh, and, 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 uh, he, he was, he had a, he was part of the bris. He had, a, he had a bris. He was part of the covenant. He was in the family. You don't want to marry to, her to a, to a, someone who's, who is appropriate in some level and in a kosher way. So it says, so she's going to be married to someone who's not circumcised. You didn't want to marry her in a way which is permitted. So therefore, she's going to be married in a way which is forbidden. So that's referring to, um, Yaakov's role and the responsibility for the subsequent, um, sub, um, um, kidnapping and, and, and rape of Dina, which is what happened. So, this is, so part of that was a punishment for Yaakov. So, so you see the, the incredible standards which, uh, which the patriarchs and the matriarchs were held to, um, and for something which is even in, seems to be such a very minor infraction, is that because of their high level, the judgment against them um, and the, the consequences of their actions was very, very great.